I know this is really awkward, but can you say something to the kid, you know? You oh. motherfucker. I think that doesn't sound right. I don't remember recording that. <laughs> I gotta I gotta be honest, I've just been playing. Yep. <laughs> I forget my point. He's got four arms. Yes. Okay. So Jeremy's not going to be here today. Um, he was a bit silent because Jeremy's normally the one that'll break the ice, but Jeremy's not here. Um, Jeremy had a mild case of gonorrhea. Yeah, just mild. I'm sure it'll be gone next time he's on the show, but... Yeah, so all you ladies out there, he'll be cleared for Jacob. <laughs> um, so Jeremy's just um, not available this episode, uh, unfortunately. And I'm really sad because I would have loved to share what we have in store today with him. Don't worry, I have a guest star instead. my cup of water it's not where i thought that was gonna go uh so welcome uh, to what an odd cast today's odd chat um uh, you know we're back to the normal thing we're going back to odd chat uh but we have a, a, a fun topic for today um yeah anthony um what odd was that thing you were talking about October. anthony was telling me about something before we started the show <laughs> Um, and I, I just want to open with it, because I can't fucking imagine what he came up with. Well, you see, um, I, I made the decision where I have picked out the three celebrities that I would love to have on a CLT sandwich. Or oddcasts, and like any of the things. Like um, For CLT, uh, Gordon Ramsay, uh, Guy Fieri, Fieri, sorry, and... The ghost of Elvis Presley. Uh, no. Um, it would be Tony Todd, who I don't... is not only the voice of The Fallen, but also Dark Side in a lot of the DC animated stuff, that and also be... The Candyman. Wait. Wait. Which Candyman? The original Candyman. Okay. So the dude who's in Final Destination as the yeah. more guy who I guess is technically I, I guess is technically death if you think about it. He's in like every fucking movie to just be like, yeah, he's gonna get you. And, but he never does anything to really help anyone. He just kind of lets him know, like, he, yeah, you're he, gonna die. <laughs> he doesn't help. He doesn't hurt. So he could be death. He could be someone just who. If he's a guardian angel, death, then he's but... a really shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I can't even do with Tony Todd. He's so good. I just love him. Not he only for Candyman, but he's got an awesome voice. I do enjoy him. I agree with this so um, far. Who's your third? Well, my second is Matthew Lillard. Because I stand Matthew Lillard hard. And to be honest, I feel like out of my entire list, Shaggy would be the closest one I would have, at least for a small second. I feel like he's the best one I could have. And then third is Nicolas Cage. <sighs> so my camera is uh, is broken this episode for everyone at home. Like normally, you know, we have a way to, to see each other. Uh, my camera is broken for some reason. It just decided to tell me to fuck off. Yeah. Um. So Anthony couldn't see the face I just made. I, I didn't have anything to say 
so I sat with like that almost like a thinker pose of just I I don't I don't know what to say to that. The Matthew Lillard or the Nicholas Cage, Cage part. <laughs> no, the Matthew Lillard. I definitely understand that one. I, he would be an interesting one to meet. Um, Nicholas Cage, though. Do I have to provide I, Nicholas, cocaine? Uh, I maybe. Who knows? Um, the only reason why I say Nick Cage, Nick Nicholas the Cage Cage, um, <laughs> is because I both ironically and unironically love him. Ironically, unironically, like he's I, that's everybody. If you, if you don't somehow unironically love Nicolas Cage and the things he does, there might be something wrong with your brain. Like you have to have like, you have to take a, it with a grain of salt because not everything is going to be good. But then there's times the movie's terrible, but he is fantastic, and not for the good reason. Oh yeah, but he's fantastic. Oh yeah, he's he's. When it's a terrible movie, he's chewing that scenery. When it's a good movie, he's, you know, a good lead. Like, my favorite Nicolas Cage movies are fucking, you know, Wicker Man, <laughs> Ghost Rider, specifically Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance, and, um, and National Treasure. Like, I love the two campiest movies where he's chewing that scenery but he's having a great time doing it and i'm like i respect I that man stand more than by i should my statement <laughs> i stand by my statement of ghost rider we're, we're both of them and especially the second one i think in comparison they didn't give nicholas cage an idea of how to do the role somebody just put him on set and let him be himself, and that was both movies, and I I feel like they were both shot over the course of two months, and they were just following his day-to-day life, and all they did was add special effects. <laughs> like, the rest of it, he just does like the, normally. The first one, he's kind of tamer. He is. He's a bit more normal in the first one, and then you get to the second one, and my god, they let him un- just unleashed. <laughs> That's pure cage right there, which is why I love it. <laughs> like, if I had to pick one of the two to watch, I would watch the first one. But if I was picking one of two to watch with friends, I would pick oh, the second, the second one. one. Oh, yeah. And when they give you the look of what the fuck is wrong with you, that's the best and enjoyable part because <laughs> it's a movie so bad. But he he is doing 100% he's, the best he can. He is giving it up. 2,000% and the movie around him is giving it maybe 50. <laughs> so just, he stands out and it's amazing. Um, I feel like it ends up being like, okay, in, in my top Nicolas Cage movies, I would put that mom and dad movie he did recently up there now um, because that one was one of those where like the movie concept and as it gets, as it plays out, you're just like, what the fuck is this? But then there's Nicolas Cage as this psychotic dad trying to kill his kids. And I mean, everything that, see, everything that should be a normal, crazy, like this is a crazy person doing something with, you know, the situation of the movie. He takes that and he puts that 2000% into it so that then it becomes, okay, yeah, he's psychotic, but this is almost comic booky. Like, am I supposed to laugh or be afraid? And not to mention, he's going to be Joe Exotic in the Untitled Joe Exotic Project. 
I'm I'm excited. Um, and the the other one that I haven't seen yet. Um, uh, is that other one he was in? It's based on uh, Lovecraft. Mm. Color of Space or something like that. I don't know. I, I, it's laying around. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, Color Out of Space. Thank you. Um, that one I've heard is pretty decent. Uh, I just haven't seen that one yet. Um, mm-hmm. But Mom and Dad, I, I'd put up there. Um, I, I like your answers, though. They're, they're, that's an interesting group to pick from. For anybody out there, if you need a Nicolas Cage picks, any one of those will do you just fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Next is also good. <laughs> now, I don't I like I don't want to shit on Nicolas Cage. Like I I am the last person to shit on people. Oh no, how I mean it's not like I'm getting an actor. Like but how does he keep getting like young, like hot roles where he's like the love interest? The the, the dude's average. <laughs> you know, I have the same But then again um <laughs> I have the same feelings with other actors. Um maybe it's cuz he's unique like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Did you get shit on Doctor Strange? The dude looks like a frog. <laughs> Great actor. Looks like a frog. I detect that there's a few possibilities that we could win Iron Man. <laughs> I know I'm Are you shit just on because everyone flies loves or... <laughs> Cut. Damn it, we need you to stop eating flies and just read your damn lines. <laughs> Get Benedict over to the, the food bar, please. Jesus. Um, I can't believe you just shit on that, man. Um, wow, so that's a great way to start off this fucking show. <laughs> Give um, me any celebrity, <laughs> I'll be able to shit on them. Um, uh, who's a really oddball one? Um, God, I don't... You know, it sucks when you get put on the spot and then you're like, um... I was just saying in general... Email us at... Oh, you want to ask network. all of them? Well, all of you, yeah, um... Oddcastmedia at gmail.com. Um, there's a new email in the works. Uh, it's just been it's been a crazy week here. Not only with like all the shows that we're running, but like just personal lives have been kind of crazy. Uh, you know, in case anyone's forgotten, Anthony's getting married here in like a month. I got my suit. <sighs> he does. He looked very. He looked devilishly handsome. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, see you at the wedding with that one. Um, so you know, it's been crazy. Um, but we'll have a new email set up for Odd Chat here soon. Uh, but for now, just oddcastmedia, gmail.com. Uh, or you can tweet it at us, at oddcastn. You know, just tweet it at us. What who, who, what, what uh, actor should we shit on next? We t- already took the request for Twilight. Um, you know, we shit all over that. Uh, we shit on it quite a bit over dude a few. Wants to fuck a, <laughs> dude wants to fuck a baby. There we go. I want to fuck that baby when it grows up. That's fucked up. I just want you to know, dude. When wants to... F- one wants to fuck a baby, the other one's a statutory rapist. There we go. Oh, God. You know, when you really put it in perspective like that, I guess, vam- I guess all <laughs> vampires are. 
because they're yes. all like thousands of years old, but they always go for like the young 18, sometimes even like the 15 year olds. And it's like, man, vampires like, should not be romantic leads. Even a reason, even in your current state, you're in your thirties, maybe forties. That's still not okay. <laughs> like, even if you weren't a vampire, still not the right thing to do on the 18 year old there, bud. So <laughs> I just want to, I just, I just, oh. God, why did you have to put it in a That's going to ruin every vampire movie I like. <laughs> Not to mention they're horny for their food. Man, I know she's like 25, but that dude's like 8,000 years. Like, what are you even thinking? <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking Tuck Everlasting. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie or read the book. Spoiler alert for that. But it's an, a family of immortals. And she's like, oh, how old are you? He's like, I'm 215. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm 15. And then they try to, and then he tries to date her. I don't care if you look like you're nine years old. If you're 200, you're still 200. That's fucked up. Um, well, you know, that's a, that's a good mode to go in on. Um, with that, you know, we're helping fit the mood for this show today. Um. I just, I, you know, I do have one little thing uh, before we get into it, because today's episode is going to have some very rage-filled moments for me, um, and it's going to... Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, it's also going to have a lot of things that are... They're, they're uncomfortable topics, um, put it that way. Uh, but, you know, I had an interesting thing happen to me today to help lighten up the mood a little bit before we really dive into it, Anthony. Oh, pray thee tell. So, I went to go pick something up today. <laughs> right. Like a package? Yeah, or... yeah, a package. And I went to deliver it to your house, and... <laughs> I immediately remember... Wait, Heather got... F- <laughs> Heather got four packages today. You better watch what you say. And she only opened up two of them in front of me, so... Well, then the other one's gonna be a real surprise. <laughs> I'll let all of you at home guess. <laughs> oh my god, it's your ear. <laughs> for my everlasting love for you, I would die of this infection. <laughs> uh, Jared wanted to make his own joke, and I've cracked him. I've made it worse. I've made him laugh at himself so hard. Yeah, I'm not... Uh... All right, so moving on. So, uh, so today we're talking about the metal music controversies. Uh, this is some more metal history. You know, we covered over Pantera, and I don't give a fuck if you, you know, if you like them or not. You know, I'll always be a metalhead myself. Um, but I have some lawsuits that Anthony, you might not know, and people out there, you might not know, happened because uh, I know a lot of you that listen probably weren't even born yet. Um, and those of you that were, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, go follow us on all yeah. our social media and stuff. Um, um, <clears throat> thank you for your service, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy and his friends that are listening, thank you for your service. Yeah, yeah um, all of you in the military. All of you. Except you. And you know who you are, and I'm looking directly at you. I can see you. <laughs> Ashamed of you. Disappointed. I can smell you. Disappointed. Um, so, <clears throat> let's start off, uh, we're gonna start off with Ozzy Osbourne. Are you ready for Ozzy Osbourne? 
I don't think the world is ready for Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> the world was never, nor will it ever be ready for Ozzy Osbourne. Um, the man is still alive. I just want to make that perfectly clear to everyone. There's been a lot of news as of late with his health. Um, no, he is very much still alive. It is very much still doing things. And it is amazing to everyone that he has not died yet. Dude's a mutant, what can you say? Ugh. Um, and part of what, uh, and part of the, the first lawsuit that we have to go over uh, involves uh, the reasons why he should be dead by now. Um, which is that Ozzy has done more alcohol and drugs than 99% of the human population, only rivaled by one man. Anthony, who is that one man who, who more than likely Keith rivaled? David. <laughs> I don't know if I'm right. Um... But no, Ozzy has done a lot. Um, so going into this, uh, we have to take the time machine, Anthony. Do you remember uh, how to use the time machine? You broke it last I thought time. it was broken. It, it was broken. I had it fixed. Oh, so if you yeah. would kindly set the dial to 1980. Do we, do we still have the Do we still have the Mr. Fusion, or uh, are we working with plutonium? Don't use the P word on air, all right? Just... just Turn it on. It's fine. Just turn it on. Just turn it on. It's fine. So, yeah, it's 1980. So, in 1980, uh, you know, around this time, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, he was originally a Black Sabbath, as many of you probably know. and if you don't, oh, if you don't recognize them by name, you'll absolutely 100% recognize a song by Black Sabbath in the early days with Ozzy. Uh, you had like War Pigs. Ah, yes, Thunderstruck. <laughs> Fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> don't be confusing anybody here. Uh, War Pigs, Paranoid, um, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, um, Killing Yourself to Live. Like, I have a ton of Black Sabbath that I love. Uh, I. I fucking absolutely love this shit. Uh, but by 1980, Black Sabbath had kicked Ozzy out. Uh, his wife, his first wife had divorced him. Um, and Ozzy didn't know what the fuck to do. Cause at this point he was like a guy in his young to mid twenties. And he's just like, man, like I was on top of the world with my band. And then everyone around me has abandoned me, you know, and more than likely because, you know, he was doing a lot of drugs and heavily drinking, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so. Probably. I mean, it's Ozzy. Yeah, um, and because of this, uh, you know, he spirals into a heavy drinking and partying scene. Uh, essentially, uh, you know, he actually recently came out with a song that, ex- that like, delves into that, which is the song Under the Graveyard uh, that me and uh, Derek Sedota talked about on the 10 Minutes of Jokey Pants. Ha ha ha. Oh. Um, we actually talked about that song, and that's what that song is based off of, because he was trying to kill himself. He's like, I was just going to drink myself to death, because, like, I didn't know what to do. Like, my band was gone, my career was over as far as I could see, my wife was leaving me, like, I was just at the lowest I'd ever been. Are you saying that he was unprepared for fame? I don't think... Nobody is prepared for fame, and the people who are prepared for fame are fucking psychopaths, and they should not be trusted. (laughs) I will let you take from that what you will, but uh, that is the truth. The people who, who have mental breaks, like, you know... There's people like, uh, oh, I don't know, Lindsay Lohan or Britney Spears. You know, yeah, did they have terrible breakdowns and, you know, make themselves look awful and do terrible things? Yeah, but you know why? Because no fucking kid, teenager, anybody is ready to just hit super fame. Like, nobody's ready for I mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> the house of mouse will get you. 
Well, it's and even in Ozzy's case, oh. like you know, he you know he's from London. You know, he grew up. Uh, his parents grew up working in all the sweatshops and things like, and you know, all the uh, the factories around uh, the area at the time. And so he grew up poorer than anything, and his parents always working. And he started Black Sabbath because, like, they just wanted to vent all the frustration of the shit going on around them. And they invented, you know, their own style of metal that the mass majority of people hadn't even heard yet. And it was just fucking around doing shit. Uh, so to have them, like, throw you to the curb after everyone had told you this band probably won't take off, and then you become one of the biggest things, which happens with any, like, really big band. They always have the people tell them, like, yeah, no, you're shit. Uh, you know, and then they're they're not. So <laughs> it's a pretty common thing. <laughs> but you're not. Yeah, I mean, I mean Led Zeppelin. <laughs> That'll go over like a Led Zeppelin. Because I have <laughs> an <laughs> idea. That <laughs> <laughs> that guy feels like an asshole. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I mean, as well, uh, to also relate that Daft Punk, where they got their name from, people, yeah, one of the reviewers said that their music was just a bunch of Daft Punk. See, it's always good to use your criticism against you. Fuck the haters. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, there's another phrase that I would say, but, uh, it's from another show and, you know, um, but I do, I do agree with it. And anybody who knows that reference, then you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, it's really broad, but you know, I don't want to use somebody else's thing. Uh, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so Ozzy Osbourne at this time, as I said, he's trying to kill himself. He's drinking, partying. Uh, he ends up meeting his current wife that he has now at the, um, you know, he first meets Sharon and Sharon really like, Sharon, Sharon. um, she's a wonderful lady. Um, you know, she actually is the one that brought Ozzy out of all this. She's the one that stopped him from all the drinking and the heavy partying he was doing um, and helped put him on the path to release his solo career that he, he's still continuing on with today. Um, this was all because of Sharon. Um, you know, he credits really. And, and if you ask Ozzy, like, that's what he, he that's what he will credit it to is like, yeah, no, like I was in a bad spot and Sharon like helped pull my head out of my ass. Like, hey, it's not over. Like, you still have talent, right? Okay, then you don't need them. You can go do something else. Um, so he releases Blizzard of Oz. Yeah. Blizzard of Oz. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> I was waiting for it. I had in my nose, I'm like, somebody's going to do Over the Rainbow, and I know they are. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I didn't disappoint for once. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, yeah, Blizzard of Oz comes out, and I mean, for me, and I know majority of other metalheads that I know, we are forever thankful, Ozzy. Um, we get the amazing music that ends up becoming his solo career. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know how I, I, uh, had met, I had told you earlier that today was going to be full of teenagers that are fucking stupid, and they're going to make you really, really fucking angry? Um, yes. Okay, good, because we're I on mean, the first teenagers one. teenagers in general. Uh, because in 1984, teenager John Daniel McCollum listens to the song Suicide Solution on October 24th of 1984. <laughs> yeah, you already oh, know where this no. one's going. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, before we do that, Anthony, why don't we give the listeners uh, a taste of the song that the young man was listening to? Because let me tell you, it is a kicker. If you know what I mean, man. If you know what I mean. I'll fucking end you. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, we're going to give you guys a taste of uh, Suicide Solution here. Um, because he was listening to this song. Um, there's a specific line that he listened to that causes what we're going to get into. Um, I didn't have time to like... <sighs> To be completely, I could. I, I was having a hard time finding the spot when I was pulling this up. So unfortunately, you're not going to get to hear the line, but you will at least get to hear the song. So everybody, I hope you're ready. See, this is good old Ozzy, man. It is. Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. So he, this is like, this is what he was, that's what he was listening to. Oh, okay. Yeah. That m- makes sense. Indeed. Um, so he listened to that, um, and his parents end up finding him. <clears throat> so everyone get prepared for this. If you're a parent at home, I'm very sorry. The, this episode is not going to be the episode for you. Um, his parents, um, find him in his room, uh, that, you know, he had committed suicide. He shot himself. Um, they find uh, in his bedroom that he'd been listening to this track. Uh, he'd been listening to this album. They find that it was like this is a, I believe it was side two. Because <clears throat> this is in the day like when you had records, you know, side A, side B. Yeah, you know? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it, it basically it ended with this, whatever. Uh, kid was listening to this. Parents come in. So, you know, you start questioning why. Like, why would my kid do this? Why would my kid, you know, but thought he was a happy kid? You know, it, it's. It's sad, man. Like, I, I can't dance around the fact that it's sad as shit. Like, nobody should ever do this. Like, for anyone listening, you should never kill yourself. It's never the answer to anything that you think is a problem. <clears throat> no, it doesn't It doesn't end the pain. It only moves it on to someone else. Exactly. Um, and in this case, the parents. Uh, because the parents immediately seeing what he was listening to. Uh, you know, obviously, you're going to play it. You're going to be like, what the hell was it? You know, and then you hear, you know, suicide solution. It's like, oh, no. Um, they immediately turn around and they sue Ozzy Osbourne. <clears throat> no, um, not to because, make, light up, make you know. a joke, but Ozzy should have put for fish only. <laughs> and no, I don't feel good for saying that, people. But I don't think Jared was expecting me to say that. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I should have wrote that down myself. <laughs> God damn it. Hmm. <clears throat> I should have wrote that down as a joke somewhere in my notes. They should have used the death clock logic, which is that you put on the label <laughs> only for fish. So that when you go to court, you could just clearly state. Your Honor, the album clearly says only for fish. So, <laughs> well, you gotta say, huh? <clears throat> uh, sorry, everyone. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to edit some of that down. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't feel good saying it, but I did. You did. You made a very terrible joke, and I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> <laughs> So Ozzy ends up issuing his own statement in regards to this. Um, The boy must have been 
<laughs> okay, I'm not going to do that. I was going to originally, I was going to do an Aussie thing, and I'm like, nah, nah I don't want to. No. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> I'll just, oh. Uh, so the boy must have been pretty messed up uh, before he ever heard the Aussie record. I mean, I can't help that, you know? Like, I, I feel sorry for the boy, and I feel absolutely terribly sad for the parents. Uh, you know, I'm a parent myself, so I'd be absolutely devastated if something like that happened. And I have thought about this. If the boot was on the other foot, I couldn't blame the artist because it's not really their fault. Um, Ozzy also points out that the young man had misinterpreted what the song was actually about. Uh, The solution in Suicide Solution was alcohol, as the song was delved into his battles with alcoholism he had just gotten over before his solo career. Look at that. Um... So that's how Ozzy feels. I mean, I can't really say I argue with him because this. No, I don't argue with him either. I, I can't argue with Ozzy, and it's not because like, oh, he's Ozzy, he's a guy. But like, no, Ozzy has a point. You know, like the, you know, if you have depression, if you have mental health or anything like that, you just gotta, you gotta seek help for it. And something like this happens, you can't blame who wrote it unless you know, unless it's purposely, like unless you're purposely telling someone they should go kill themselves. But in a case like this, like that's not their fault. Like this person was already suffering from something that led them down that path. Like if Ozzy lit a least <clears throat> a song that said, <coughs> you know, Philip Seymour. No, no, never mind. Never. Mind. Ugh, ugh, ugh. You know what? <laughs> never mind. We'll skip that. <laughs> Let's skip what I just. just I delete that. We'll just no, rewind no. a little bit. And so you can't help if someone has a mental. <laughs> Uh, I, I was gonna say that, and then I realized I was about to say celebrity who. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. maybe we don't go down that road, huh? <laughs> I knew I knew where you were going. I was waiting to see. Where you I was, were gonna, I was do gonna make it? the joke, and I, I was picking a random name, and I then I remembered. Oh. Anyway, so the lawsuit didn't succeed in court uh, in 1986, um, but it's needless to say, if this had won the case. The repercussions would have ultimately destroyed music and its tracks, let alone taking away all creative rights and freedoms from any artist that ever did anything. Um, Especially if it was a song uh, that we all hear as popular, uh, because they tend to delve into the uncomfortable and serious topics and experiences. Like, let's just be real. Like, everybody kept singing that song, Take Me to Church. Until they found out what it was about, and they're like, oh, I can't be singing that in church. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't really about that, you know? Take me to church. Anybody can make a song about anything. It's just, uh, do you want to know the meaning behind it, or do you just want to keep enjoying the song? (laughs) Yeah, it's surprising how many songs have meanings that are like, oh. Oh, they could be really upbeat, but they are dark. I mean, pumped up kicks. (laughs) Uh, What is that one, Anthony? Why don't you refresh my memory on that? Um... Well, it's a song about school shooting. Yeah, you know all the other kids with the pumped up kicks better run, better run faster than my bullets. You know, Marilyn Manson had one. Uh, oh man, I should have brought that lawsuit up, but I can just bring it up quick. <clears throat> um, Marilyn Manson had a similar thing happen with a uh, school shooting um, because he made this. He made a uh, he made the song that uh, involved Columbine because that's where he grew up. So he was very much involved with like you know, the responses in the area and, like, helping people, donating. Um, but then he ends up making the song that delves into the topic and, you know, it kind of, you know, has lyrics like, run, run, run. You know, there's things like that in there and people, like, gave him a lot of shit. Um, 
But then everyone, right. but then you have to look at it as like, okay, well, you know, it's Marilyn, it's Marilyn Manson. Like he makes the music that is, is uncomfortable for all of you people anyway. And he grew up in Columbine. So of course the song that he makes, that's going to have anything to do with that. You're going to find extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> this mm-hmm. isn't a no brainer. Sometimes they're just, people are just looking for a fight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But in this case, you know, it's grieving parents, so you know it's it's an understandable thing of what happened. Um, but yeah, if it had succeeded, I mean, music would have been destroyed. You wouldn't be able to make a song that has anything to do with something that's too touchy or personal. So there'd be a lot of I, music, you, even videos, TV shows, and things. You wouldn't be able to happen. You put your fingers into your eyes. <gasps> you sick. <laughs> They're coming up later. Don't 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 jump the gun. <laughs> um, Another family, uh, and another family actually reissued the same lawsuit later that year, uh, but it was also filed uh, for no evidence of intentional harm. So two people did try this. The other one didn't have a lot of information because it was immediately shot down, um, because henceforth the lawsuit that had just come before the year, you know. Oh, that didn't succeed. Let me try it again. I'm gonna sue the shit out of you. Like, no, you're not. Why don't you, why don't you sit the fuck down? You're not doing shit. <laughs> You're gonna shut the fuck up and let me do my music, man. Censorship. Just let me do my music, man. Um, <clears throat> so, um, that's the Ozzy lawsuit. Uh, just one that I was like, really? Like, <clears throat> but it is one of those things, like, these ones happen at a time when, like, if that had happened here in America, like, that would have been fucked. Are you, like, are you kidding me? Like, <clears throat> be a lot of music. Um, for any band that wouldn't be able to happen. Uh, anyway, so our next one is uh, Judas Priest. Um, Anthony, I have a question for you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that Judas Priest not only commands you to kill yourself, but holds messages from Satan? What? You mean the band was, has the name after the guy who portrayed Jesus? Am I have satanic connections? Yeah, what, did you know? Logic that is not. <laughs> you silly fuck. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I always love awkward silence. Like, um, <clears throat> but no. Uh, first off, I just want to say, in response to that, they hold satanic messages. I just, I just want you all to get really close. Um, just get really close to the mic. Okay, I'm really close to the mic. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. Religious ass clowns. Not everything is a sin. Um, but that you know, that's just my own personal take on that. But anyway, uh, now that I've got that out of my system, um, this is another lawsuit um, on another metal god. So you know, we just covered over Ozzy, um, Judas Priest, and Rob Halford. They also had to deal with this fucking shit. Um, which is actually around the exact same fucking time that the Aussie one was going on. It was like, just hmm. sue the shit out of metal bands a year. Um, so two teenagers on December 23rd of 1985. So this is right at the time that that lawsuit was kicking up with Ozzy. Um, it Did hadn't any quite lawsuit actually <clears throat> um, reach Mr. Priest himself? Um, yes, actually. We're going to get into it. Don't you worry. There, there, this, this one had a lot happen for it. Uh, this one changed. So, there's no one named Judas Priest. This, fuck you, Anthony. Uh, so the, this lawsuit itself, um, it delved so deeply into what they were sued about that it, it kind of changed the course of how these lawsuits are handled now. Um, so that's just a little heads up. Anyway, so in 1985, they decided to drink all night, 
Uh, they were head and they were headbanging. Yeah, they were yeah. rocking out to Stained Class, um, which is uh, the Judas Priest album. Um, <clears throat> the by the end of the night, they ended up at a local playground uh, where the two actually, uh, you know, they brought a gun and they shot themselves. Um, 18-year-old Raymond Belknap and 20-year-old James Vance were the subjects of a lawsuit. Uh, I put this in parentheses. Again, Anthony, you can't see me, which is sad, but I put this in parentheses. Because um, <laughs> of the lawsuit against Judas Priest in 1988 for subliminal messages in music. Um, Raymond died that night, uh, but Vance survived, uh, but he was severely injured. Uh, two years after... Oh... <sighs> So two years after they filed his lawsuit, right? So Raymond Belknap shot shot himself, killed himself. Like, that happened. James Vance, on right. the other hand, shot, didn't kill himself, but was severely injured. So they turn around with their parents. They sued Judas Priest for this album, claiming that the song um, Heroes... No, I forget. Um, so hang on. Which uh, one was this? The uh, 18-year-old or the 20-year-old that survived? The 20-year-old survived. 18-year-old died. 20-year-old um, survived. Um, they were listening to Heroes End and they claimed that that's where the message came from. We'll get into all this shit with this. Um, but essentially two years after this is filed, uh, Judas Priest was actually thrown into the fucking courtroom to defend their album and the, really their overall, if they were going to go to jail for, you know, assist like a, like manslaughter charge kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> so Vance claimed that while drinking, the boys heard a suicidal message and made them immediately want to end their life, and they lost all joy in what they were doing. What the fuck <clears throat> were they drinking? Yeah, so uh, so right off the bat, room. So right off the bat, this should be not a lawsuit. Uh, but the case proceeded to, despite the fact of the other case that we just fucking heard, <laughs> there's no such thing. No, what happened was. Mm. One guy tried, one guy killed the other one and it was it was going to be a murder suicide and then he fucked up the the suicide so he's like well I need something to cover my ass Yeah there he does Um but with that ladies and gentlemen I take you to Judas Priest Yeah, so that's um ah yep that is that. Uh, do you, do, you, know, do, do def- you see where this lawsuit is going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, <clears throat> are you okay? So yeah, so you know the Ozzy Osbourne lawsuit, um, you know involving that somebody heard a song, made him kill this one. Even though that lawsuit was about to end in 1986, and this was happening 1985, two years later. So that's what. 1988? That's still, like, what in the actual fucking shit? Like, two years before this, a case was thrown out, and then even in 87, another case was thrown out, because it was the year after Ozzy had another one. I mean... Like, I... <clears throat> I mean, I don't want to argue for these idiots, but it's it's possible that it was a state-level lawsuit as opposed it, to a so it wouldn't reach boy. different states. I'm going to take over my courtroom... My name is Jeremy. I'll be your judge. I don't know what subliminalism your messages are, 
But I do know there's nothing like that in this music. If we were going to do that, I'd be saying, buy copies. Uh, but uh, that's not what happened. And I'm just kidding. That wasn't actually the judge. Uh, that's how I do manage uh, the manager of the band, uh, Bill Kerbishley. Uh, just because some reason for Kerbishley, I just feel like that that's his voice. I don't know what his actual voice is. So anybody out there, if you want to send <laughs> me what he sounds like, please let me know. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, like if I was going to put it in there, I'd tell people to buy more copies. I wouldn't be telling them to fucking kill themselves. Why would I do that? <laughs> that's <laughs> a loss of profit. <laughs> exactly. Why would I be doing this? Um, the plaintiff's lawyer, uh, so, you know, the lawyer for Mr. Vance, the boy who survived, um, he claimed that the song had Do It and Let's Be Dead were hidden in the track Heroes End and, and claimed it to be an invasion of privacy, even going, so far, even going so far as to use the same defense as get it and as get this. Charles fucking Manson with the famous Jim Hendrix quote. I'm trying not to laugh. Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> yes, quote. the Jimi Hendrix quote. You can hypnotize people with music, man. And when they get at their weakest point, you can preach into their subconscious minds what you want to say. Which is extremely taken out of context and was disproven in the Charles Manson lawsuit. But they still went with it. Dude, it hurts me so much to hear that you say these words. <laughs> I warned you, this episode was going to be full of just really dumb shit. I want to pull off my fucking fingernails. <laughs> Thank God I got a fucking haircut yesterday. So I'll be pulling in my fucking hair I right would now. like to prove to the court that what they're saying is wrong. The lyrics as you claim them, you're only a hero if you kill yourself, is not correct. And I will play it for the court. It does say, who do, uh, <clears throat> why do all the heroes have to die? It does not tell you to kill yourself, you stupid son bitch. Yeah, it's like saying only the good die young. I'm going to kill myself because I'm young. <laughs> and, and I mean, we just played the fucking song here. It, it doesn't tell you that you have to kill yourself to be a hero. It is, it, it's a song all about, like, you know, like, like if you're a soldier and things, like, you know, you're only famous when you die kind of thing. Like, it, it's not telling you to kill yourself. It's just an overall arching question of, you know, why is, why is it only after you die that you're seen as a hero or seen as something bigger than you are? It's a whole other thing. It is not telling you to kill yourself. So everyone out there, if that is what you heard... For fucking God's sake, I, I'm punching, I'm trying to punch you and I punch my own microphone. Because just wake up. <laughs> like, you know, this is not correct. You just, mm. believe me, Anthony, it hurt me trying to to, to make up the notes for this one. Um, but uh, we'll proceed on. And I would uh, also like to prove to the court that playing the lyrics backwards are not satanic messages. And I do insist, Mr. Attorney and the lovely judge, that you let me show you what I mean. Uh, so Bill took the judge and the attorney for the boy um, down to the local record store where he pulled up, he pulled out a thing of stained, uh, stained class, he played it and recorded it, then in the courtroom, played it backwards. <clears throat> um, which, according to them, you know, that would tell you to kill yourself and you don't need to be alive anymore. 
um, you know, these satanic messages of killing yourself for Satan. When they were played backwards in the court, what they were able to decipher, and and this is all like hearsay kind of thing, because everybody, you know, most people will hear something that's a bit different, uh, but this is what worked in their favor. Um, They found that it said, help me keep my job, and... Hey ma, my chair is broken. But no <laughs> but no satanic messages of suicide were anywhere to be found. So the case was thrown out and Rob Halford, the metal god himself, and just Mr. Rob Halford. I absolutely love. I mean absolutely love the work that you do. You are an amazing metal god, sir. Um <clears throat> But he, um, after it was all said and done, the way he put it was, it was like being in Disney World. We had no idea what a subliminal message was. It was just a combination of some weird guitar sounds and the way that I exhaled between lyrics somehow. Uh, And I even had to sing Better By You, Better Than Me in the court, acapella style. Which I think that was at the point that the judge thought, what am I doing here? No band who would do this is going out of its way to kill its hand. Um, <clears throat> uh, that is how, you know, that, that, that's, that's how Halford took it. Um, the judge, Mr. Whitehead, ultimately ruled that, yes, there are subliminal messages in music because of what was played backwards. However, they are not discernible, <clears throat> and even when isolated and played, are not harmful in any way. So even he agreed, like, even if you play it backwards, you're probably not even going to fucking make out anything. But even if you do, there's nothing telling you anything harmful. Like, this is stupid as shit. Um, So it was ultimately thrown out. um, And that's helped other cases in the future when something like this happens. Uh, That's a case you can fall back on and be like, this was already proven to be bullshit. Which brings up a fun story before we get into our last one. Do you know the Bunhole Surfers, Anthony? You know what? I don't say... I can't say that I do. You're a lying sack of shit. <laughs> I just want you to know I'm staring. I'm trying to stare you dead in the face right now. Oh. To tell you, you are a lying sack of shit. You know the fucking butthole surfers. I, I can guarantee you, you know who the butthole surfers are. Well, maybe I don't know them by name, you know. I don't just go around like, oh yeah, buttholes? Know them. I'm gonna hurt Why don't you tell our lovely fans what, who they are? Our little oddities here. Please, Dad. You know exactly who they are. Well, fucking explain who they are. You know who the butthole servers are. I guarantee I'm it. Fucking leave. Well, explain who they are, and then I can. Well, say I'm sorry. Yes you or mean no. with this? You had to have heard this song at some point growing up. I heard it all the fucking time. Marky got with Sharon, and Sharon got Sharia. She was Sharon, Sharon's outlook on the topic of disease. Mikey had a facial scar, and Bobby was. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, you, you know. Uh, Butthole Surfers had a thing uh, with their song Pepper uh, that we all just heard there. Um, Pepper is, uh, it's an interesting song because it's a case of, it's a really dark fucking song. It's just, anyone who's listened to it back when it came out in the 90s there, everyone was immediately like, this is catchy as shit. And I know all the lyrics. And it's like, yeah, why don't you try to say them out loud without the beat going? Because it's all about a bunch of teenagers that are like, you know, terrible people killing themselves and dying in high school based on people that they went to high school with. They're like, oh, well, Marky Gosh, uh, 
topic of oh it's like yeah yeah no it's not a fun song <laughs> but it was really popular because it was super catchy you, you mean like flipper died a natural death he caught a nasty virus yeah yeah anthony yeah why don't you read the full lyrics to yourself there like it is not a fun episode <laughs> mikey got with sharon sharon Jeez. got sheree she was sharing Sharon's outlook of the topic of the disease. Mikey had a facial scar, and Bobby wasn't racist. They were all love dying. They were dying. Dying. Oh, they were doing it. They were doing it in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And they were drinking from an avalanche pouring down a mountain. I don't mind. Tommy played piano like a kid out in the rain. Then he lost his leg in Dallas when he was dancing with the train. Yeah, so anyway, it's not a very fun song, um, but they have a, a part towards the end of it where it's reverse, um, and the studio was very hesitant. They're like, there's no way in fuck we're letting you put that, like, even though it's the same lyric, like, before, whatever, like, we're not letting you put that in reverse because that'll get taken out of context. We'll be in court like these other bands have been in the past, um, but they pushed for it. They were able to keep it, and it just comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's just kind of what that band was. <laughs> um but yeah, so th- that's something that ties in with this, uh, you know, playing something backwards. Uh, they took advantage of that. Anyway, <clears throat> you know what's one that didn't take advantage uh, of that, but did get in trouble for using something that they thought was real but was actually fake? Missy Elliott when she flipped and reversed it? <clears throat> no. All right. Uh, Slipknot. Um Ooh. Slipknot got in trouble um, when they were going to debut their uh, their self-titled album. Uh, they got into a little bit of hot water in a lawsuit right before the album was going to go full-blown, so there wasn't very many copies of the actual original layout made, um, with a song called Purity and its intro song called Frail Limb Nursery. Uh, Purity, um, I'll get into it towards the end, but I'm just going to say now, it was released in the 10-year anniversary edition after they were able to settle things. Um, but originally wasn't there. However, Frail Limb Nursery, which was supposed to be the thing that led into it, has never been released. Never. Oh. Interessante. <clears throat> so let's get into this. Um, so obviously, uh, Anthony knows I'm a huge fan of Slipknot. I, I just always have been. I, I don't know, man. Like, I just am. I enjoy, like, I, I appreciate the theatrics, especially knowing, like, the amount of shit they go through to do that all the times that they do. Um, and plus, like, man, they're heavy. I, I just like it. Go fuck yourself. I like it. Um, fuck yourself, then fuck me. What? How about we do both at the same time? What are you doing later? All right. Yeah, party at Anthony's. Um, dishes. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the commercial, but even worse, and everyone's going to hate it. Why did you make me Anyways, do please. this? So, so both lawsuits on metal happened pre '90s. You know, the Ozzy, um, as I said, the Ozzy and Judas Priest—they all happened before the '90s, and there's some other ones that are in there. Um, they kind of happened before all this, uh, but then Slipknot comes out. They came out in '99, but we're gonna do a bit of a deep dive here, uh, Anthony. I need you to set that dial um, to 1990. All right. Yeah, all right, and um, we're just going to enjoy, uh, here's the 90s, you remember Boppets, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the Pogs, um, oh, Beavis and Butthead, you know, that was a good thing. Anyway, so, so 1996, a band is formed in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, not far from where I am currently, actually, it's only about an hour or so from here, Uh, the weirdest 
angriest fucking kids that you you could have possibly met in your high school career at some point team up and begin jamming out with the with just a pure anger and raw sound that is literally just a bunch of pissed off teens and now in your early 20s by the time they they wanted to make their album um, just a bunch of pissed off dudes who like grew up in shitty you know like poor lifestyle you're just pissed off at the world and that is what that that's uh, what they banked on in theory sounds like a, the best metal band that should ever exist and we should all know them in 2020 as the greatest thing that has ever existed um but this is in theory th- this is not what fucking happened at all um the the <clears throat> the very first album they put out in 1996 was called mate feed kill repeat um, it was released October 31st, 1996. There weren't very many actual copies given out. Um, it was very much like the early Pantera days when we covered that, uh, where they just handed it out at shows they were doing. So you can find it online, but it's very hard to find an actual copy unless you want to pay a fucking fortune for it. Um, but anyway, uh, it was extremely odd-sounding, and it was even weirder in the live shows um, with the elements... Uh, it had it had elements of like extremely angsty punk. That's how I would describe it. Okay. There's some really shitty video from the days before Corey Taylor joined it, which is the version we all know now. Uh, the original uh, singer was Anders Confolini. Conf- uh, I always mispronounce his fucking name, um, but I know it's Anders. I just mispronounced his last name. I apologize. Um, but it was a very weird thing that they were doing. It had like mixes of techno and metal and some rock, and it was it was a strange. Bit of experimentation. Yeah, it was. It was like if somebody gave David David Bowie meth, and then locked him in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is some of the shit that he would have come up with, just terrified out of his mind. Um, so imagine that, and you've got Mayfeed Killer P. You can find some on YouTube. You can look him up. <clears throat> anyway. So they do that. Uh, there's also another album I just want to cover quickly, briefly, um, called Crows, that supposedly... Yeah, supposedly it, it was one that they recorded that was uh, sessions in between the first and second Slipknot album, but it's never been proven to be that, other than just demos that they don't that got somehow released or whatever. Anyway, three years later, the band ends up reforming, Um you know, there were the the guitar. I'm trying to think. Like the guitarist left, drummer position changed because uh, Joy Jordanson joined the band. So Sean Crahan went to side uh, uh, the custom percussion. Uh, the guitarist left, so they got Jim Root and Mick Thompson. <clears throat> the uh, j- just for just for a matter of fact, so I don't go down a rabbit hole. The only original original founding members uh, are Paul Gray, Sid. Not no, sorry, not Sid. Um. Craig, which if anybody doesn't know him by name, he's the guy with the pinheads, and uh, uh, Sean Crayon. They they were the original three, um, and then and then you got the other ones. I think the last person to join was Sid on Turntable, if I remember right, because they had the demo already made up for the self-titled, and then they met him, and they had him remix some, and they're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. So then they just redid the whole thing with him. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. So they reformed. Very <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I get sidetracked. On no, you're just talking about what you're passionate about, man. There's never apologized for that. <laughs> he, he released, uh, they released the self-titled album Slipknot uh, in 99. But unfortunately, the album immediately gets pulled out um, because there was immediately a copyright lawsuit by a website to the album specifically for Frail Limb Nursery and Purity. 
So in 99, the band starts playing songs to promote the album. So there's like early footage of things, uh, Eyeless and Purity, things like that. Uh, before they were in Auspice when they hit it big, it was like the really early day, really shitty, grainy kind of shit. It's, it's like early 2000s. Like we didn't have iPhones and these fancy fucking cameras now. It was all like shitty, <laughs> not even flip phone style, like audio recording. It's terrible. <clears throat> But anyway, the album releases on June 29th, so they're playing these songs. Uh, the original track list was Frail Limb Nursery and Purity as 8 and 9, um, but then upon release, because they had to take it out and re-replace those two songs with something else, uh, it was actually replaced with the song Me Inside, which, honestly, if I, gotta, if, I gotta, if I gotta be honest here, I actually really, really fucking enjoy that song. I, that, is, that is in one of my top favorite songs from that self-titled album. Um, is me inside, and I honestly wasn't aware that that had replaced it. I thought they just kind of took them out, and rearranged. Didn't know that that one was put in there instead. But I, I really like that one. Um, so the reason being, as I said, there's a lawsuit, but it came from CrimeScene.com uh, for the song Purity because its intro and lyrics uh, were written about a story that <laughs> CrimeScene.com actually owned the rights to. Uh, Corey had read the story and then read it and like showed it to the band and uh, they made the song about it. So the st- the story is pretty fucked up. So they made it look like it was an official news like real story that happened about a young girl named Purity Knight who was brutally kidnapped and buried alive outside of her home and her parents are murdered. Like it's a whole thing. Uh, and the story was so surreal and graphic that they ended up writing the song about it because their thing was, <clears throat> and I quote, it was extremely fucked up to think this a human being could do that to another person and have no regret and not, and not have something done to them. It was just unbelievable that this is something that could happen in, in the world and we were just shaken by it. Uh, so they write Purity. Uh, which, unfortunately, CrimeScene.com had actually fabricated the entire goddamn story, and thus they owned the copyright for all the material in due with said story. Oh, no. Yeah, which the band had no fucking idea. Which, if you look this up, it's the way that they laid out the page, it looks like it's from, you know, like your local news station website, and then they just had the article with the stories and shit. Um, so they didn't know it was fake. So they end up having to go, you know, into a whole fucking lawsuit about this because the song is technically just a telling of this story that they own, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I actually, I couldn't find the interview again. Um, but there's an interview that Corey has some years later. I, I want to say it's probably around the time of the 10th year anniversary when Purity was actually able to be released. Um, but uh, so Corey ends up saying that it was, he was on the phone with the judge um, and after explaining what happened, so he goes over this whole thing about like, yeah, it was on the album, it was eight and nine, but then the lawsuit came in. I wasn't aware that they that it wasn't a real thing that somebody owned, you know, the story that was made. So we we took the album out and I took the songs off. We replaced it with this other song. It's not on there anymore. So the judge is sitting there on the phone, just oh, so the thing that's in the lawsuit isn't on the album, not being made any money from. Like, no, we took it off immediately. Oh. All right, well, this is a bunch of bullshit. You just have a great one. <laughs> and that was the end of it. Because uh, they were smart enough to take the album off and not try to fight it, you know. Uh, which, I mean, this sounds a lot... 
a lot like stuff like current days on YouTube. If someone like oh, oh gets, god, it, you know, copyright client. That, all right, we're just gonna take that one portion. This is the reason. Like, if anybody wants to know why I pick this one out of all the other lawsuits and things I could have picked from, this one has the most resemblance to what this was like a precursor to today. And this happened in '99. It is 2020. <laughs> This is an everyday fucking occurrence now. Uh, but uh, they also had the song Despise, uh, which was a bonus track on the original album. Uh, and that's actually the demo version of Purity. Uh, but they got away with Despise because it wasn't named Purity. It, that's basically what they had the copyright on was like, you can't take the name of the character and the story kind of thing. Um, so the Despise was able to be released as a bonus track. Um on the 10th anniversary album, as I said, uh, they released Purity. However, Frail Limb Nursery, they never released it. Um, they just didn't, and I don't know if it's just it didn't fit, if they felt it was too dark after some time had passed, and they're like, hey, maybe we shouldn't put that on. <laughs> like, that, well, that one's a little too fucked up, right, guys? Um, I, don't re- I don't really know why, but I just know it hasn't. Um, and even CrimeScene.com has actually come out since then. Uh, and they actually thank Slipknot. They're like, you know, since you actually put some light on this, like, We've actually had more traffic to the story. You know, uh, maybe we were wrong. (laughs) Since we threatened to sue you, a lot more people have been visiting our stuff. Yeah, and and like CrimeScene.com, if if they hadn't have gotten big, they would have never fucking known that they were using uh, their story for the song. But Slipknot is such a unique thing that came out of the 90s. You know, because I have some of like, some of you younger people... And I'm saying younger people as in, like, you kids are, like, 16 to 18, and some of you are even in, like, your early, like, your 20, 21. Like, that range of you don't really get yeah. into that kind of music, so you'll be like, how are they still around? I heard that they're old. Like, yeah, but you know why? Because they just, they're just a unique thing, man. Like, people have tried to copy what they do as far as, like, the mask and thing, because it's a good gimmick. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. People have been doing it a long time. Like, the misfits, you know, paint yourself up like a corpse. It's a great fucking gimmick for, for the genre. Um, Slipknot just, they're a unique thing, man. They're fucking nine people. Nine full-grown men on a small stage. Like, yeah, yeah. in the early days, they talk about that it was like Corey on the stage, Mick James, and the drums. Everyone else would be in the front with all the other people that were there. Because there were too fucking many of them, and the stage couldn't hold it. So the like mosh pit would happen, and they would get like sucked into it because they weren't on the stage. <laughs> get him; he's the drummer. Uh, but um, for all of you, um, I will give you a quick snippet um, of Purity itself, because um, you know I don't, I don't you know I I don't hate Purity. Um, I don't, I don't I think I could have taken. I prefer sinning. Ha 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 ha. Purity is a unique song. I will give you all the warning now before I play it. Um, that it is a very unique song. Um, solely because... Sometimes unique means bad, Jared. When you're trying to screw around saying bad. It's it's not bad, though. I'm trying to figure out how I can say this. It's just... They took full advantage of the subject material. Can can I put it that way? Can, can, we, can we put it that yeah. way? Um... Yeah. Without further ado, do bring you the so- <laughs> oh, oh. Um, Yeah, so I mean, it has like the creepy, like, guitar, like, squeal, eerie, eerie thing going in. 
And then it's like, and then Corey's vocals are all like, uh, like they're very quiet, very monotoned. And and the whole thing, like this is like her experience being buried alive, and it's fucking creepy as shit. They took full advantage of that. But I, I don't mind it though. Like I just not, I don't really hate hate it. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, so that's uh, that's for all of you. Um, you know, you all got to hear the song. Um, we had some laughs, even when we shouldn't have. Um, we all had a good time, right? Oh yeah, totally. Totally. That's totally tubular. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Jeremy, I'm sorry that you couldn't be here, so you had to miss out on uh, all the fun stuff today. You little fucking cocksucker. <laughs> um, well, it's not like you didn't have a choice. Uh, but again, uh, to all of you out there, uh, you know, go follow us on the social media. Uh, you know, we still have that patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, we have bonus episodes that are up there. Um, with all the craziness that's been going on, I haven't had time to um, edit the ones that I have in back stock right now. Um, I'm kind of mad at myself for that because I wanted to have those up sooner. Uh, so there will be even more going up to Patreon soon. Um, and I guess, you know, we'll just end the show out on, uh, we have a bit of an announcement. Um, if you follow us on social media, you know, the Oddcast Network everywhere, um, you'll know that this is happening. But in case you don't, because, you know, you don't want to be a slave to your phone, trust me, I get it. I absolutely hate it sometimes because, man, like Twitter and thing, Twitter and, like, it's demanding, man. You ever notice that? Can we just have a rant about this? Like, Facebook, Oh, God, Twitter. I'm so sorry. The stream loud. I gave myself a headache, and now you're going on a rant? Uh. They are demanding, man. Like, like Twitter gives me notifications that pop up of, like, hey, this happened. But it's so fucking late to when it happened that it's not worth <laughs> I, retweeting. I feel you. I love that as well. It's like, hey, you know, Wilmyhood just tweeted this, and it's like, catch us live. I'm like... Well, thankfully, Jared already told me that gaming beyond the box is started, or else I totally would have missed liking it. Yeah, um, yeah, the notification thing's stupid, but it's the same thing with like Facebook or any of them. They 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 like lag behind, so you don't see them right away. Not all of them will come through, and like in our position, like when you guys were replying, like earlier today, I was stuck on Twitter because I was just replying to everybody that was commenting on our announcement. Um, I have no problems replying to any of you. If you comment on something, I will more than gladly comment back and, and chat with you. Um, Except for you, Todd. You know what you did. You know who you are, you filthy whore. Um, but in the case of, like, uh, you know, if I am if I have to wait for the notification to come in, it's a pain in the fucking ass. Uh, so if I don't reply right away, that's why. Um, it's just fucking stupid. Um, but anyway, guys... Uh, Announcement time. Uh, again, if you're at ad, at Oddcast N, uh, you already know this. We uh, it was posted there by James uh, at ACS underscore Husk. I say it like that because it's just I, you have the underscore because someone took CLT sandwich. He has the underscore and it drives me nuts because I'll type it in without it and it's fucking wrong. I mean, I really. <sighs> I rock with the CLT underscore sandwich now it. because it's not like CLT sandwich, it's CLT sandwich. Yeah, I get it. Pause. I get it. Trust me. Anyway, um, he's reviving Fireside. It's been away for a while. Uh, James got a new job because, you know, life, life's life. And he's running us. 
you know, he joins in with us. He does things here. Uh, but he also goes with the Gaming Beyond the Box that we just mentioned. Uh, they're on YouTube. Go check them out, Gaming Beyond the Box. They're, I love those guys. They they bring good laughs, and they're they're a good bunch of guys. Um, but he also does shows with them. Uh, so he doesn't always have time for Fireside uh, because, you know, if the timing doesn't line up with somebody else that wants to do something, he doesn't want to step on their toes and yada yada. It's all a fucking thing. Uh, so we decided we're just going to start making mini Firesides. Um, you'll start seeing them on this channel uh, on the weekends. They'll they'll just be updates from different people in Oddcast Network. Uh, I have one for Michael that's being made up right now. Um, Anthony has one that he made up. Uh, I'm going to be doing some. Hey. Uh, we're going to try to get everyone who runs their show respectively to make one. If they can't, it'll probably just be me doing a character at some point. You know, just like, hey, this show, blah, 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 whatever. That's good. That, that's going to be Fireside Chats here. And then on YouTube, James has a whole fucking thing. And I really appreciate the showmanship that he's putting into it. I <laughs> really do. Uh, so go check him out. Adaptive Creation Studios uh, over on uh, over on YouTube. ACS. Uh, fun time. Anthony, anything else you want to add? Yeah. Um, officially, because I'm going to fucking call it right here, right oh, fucking now. fuck. October has started. October has started. Which, you know, Heather reached out to me and she's like, well, by reached out to me, I mean she talked to me. She's like, why are you doing it in September? Because October is not a time of the year. It's a time of your heart. <laughs> I love how she's the one that points it out. Everyone else has just been like, okay, yeah, cool. You're doing a thing. Heather's the only one to point out that like, it's not October. <laughs> the reason being... Because obviously with Anthony getting married in October, um, it's kind of hard to do Oddtober for October if Anthony's not going to be here for some of it. Uh, So we're just doing it starting now through October, through November, through December. We do it through all of fall and winter because I don't like the holidays. Like I don't love the whole gushy, lovey, like everyone's got to be lovey-dovey. Like, no, because most of my family fucking hates each other. It's the only time of the year where everyone gets along and it drives me nuts. (laughs) I don't want to think about the holidays, so I do October when we talk about other shit. It's fuck you ten months out of the year, your family. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's like a normal family dinner. If someone doesn't get told to fuck off, it hasn't been a family dinner yet. That's how you know that the dinner is done. So, everyone out there, (laughs) you stay odd, stay happy. We'll catch you Monday with Tremors. Um... Jeremy, I I hope that gonorrhea goes away, bud. Yeah. No, I hate I hate this. Remember, he's gonna die. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe some episodes have gotten him in trouble. Can can I? You know, his hair is like starting to go away. Like, do, do you think he has AIDS? I don't know. He used to have that bowl cut in high school. And no longer rocks that anymore. Where is I think I think he's got AIDS. I think I think he's Philadelphia. Yes.